Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Casting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show, presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we are back here, 93.9 The Ville, ESPN 680, 1057, here with you uh, as we roll along, hour number two. Uh, as uh, we'll have got a couple of people this hour uh we're going to talk with cl brown about 8 45 okay. uh it's, it's been too long since we i mean when he came back to town i was like we'll just get cl on all the time and i've never texted him well what's that about ever, yeah. what you got something what? wrong you got something uh axe to ground with cl no that's what i'm saying i just haven't done it i noticed you hadn't said why don't we get cl on you know well that's not really been... what i do <laughs> well no <laughs> that's not um, what i do <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You show up and talk about naked sushi, and, and uh, <laughs> right. it just goes from there. It's the power. It's the amazing power that you have. I I um, get like the governor on is like what I do. Oh, stop! You okay? So one guest a year. That's yeah, it? no, two. that's what you're good for. No, two. Oh. The, governor the governor and the lieutenant governor. Because mm. it's one there phone call. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Let me tell you how much work he put into that. Was it a call or a text? Uh, text, actually, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, well and, then it, and then it is an email. James, we to... need your MVP award. James, we need your MVP award back. <laughs> we need to give it back. Because once you do get it confirmed, then you have to email the security, and there's a whole thing. It is a little bit more than that, but it, you know, arranging it is a text, and then and then there's some steps. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So, well, good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we we have that. I'm glad we have that. So, um, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you here. Two six seven nine six eighty is the number to get in. And then we're going to talk with Jason Anderson. I'm coordinating the time. Hopefully, we can do it uh, right around about nine oh five because I was texting with him last night. And again, listening to our radio station in Kansas City it was just um, it, it, it it puts you there. You know, it was it was unbelievable coverage. And like I said earlier. You know, Seren Petro did the afternoon. I mean, his afternoon show was like two to six. It was right in the middle. That was his show. You know, everything right. was going on in the middle of that. And I, I realized how good he was with, you know, no offense to the person who was after him, but the person after him was a little more emotional about it, understandably, obviously. Um, and it, it was just not as, I don't know. He, he was very uh, comforting to listen to in a time in which you needed comfort through the radio. And I just, I can't applaud him enough for um, that, that coverage yesterday because I was I was listening I was flipping between you know um, uh, Anna and and um, and then Ennis and then I was like you know what why don't I just go to the source there because this is what's going on right now and and go to a ten and it's just it's just amazing that you don't think you're like like can parade are parades going to be 
is this going to affect every parade of every team sport, or do we not let one incident determine all that? I tend to think we don't let one incident determine all that. I'm with but, you. I mean, what happened in Vegas, you know, you can have a conversation about, you know, do we not have music festivals? You know? Yeah, I mean, and, right. And, and You're obviously, have, that's not the answer, yeah. Yeah, and so we still have music festivals. I think what happened here were two people, and, and, and clearly, they're, you know, these things are targets. You know, we have events here that are targets, you know, but you have to have security in place. You have to be diligent as a populace. And and even if you do all that, something bad can still happen. I don't think you, and I say all the time, you don't live in the wreckage of your future, but, you know, there probably is a broader conversation for people smarter than you and me that, you know, to try to help fix, you know, what's happening in our country with these things because we just can't live like this. There's got to be I just something. don't know how you pr- – yeah, I just – this was one, like, I don't know. All it takes – you got got 800 police officers, a million people acting right. Right. And it's, you know, uh, uh, th- however many were involved, three, four, whatever it was, that, that think a good time to settle it is, you know, with a gun at a parade. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's, there's nothing. I don't know what you do is if you're, if you're the mayor and you're sitting there going, hey, I mean, w- what could we have done differently? Yeah. You, you can't. If somebody is willing to have that lack of, you know, moral consciousness and doesn't care at, at all about where it's going to go down, you can't coach that out of every citizen mm-hmm. out there. I, I, I don't. I don't know what you do. and I, But what I hope we don't do is just say, well, we're not doing parades anymore. But if you're Kansas City, I mean, like they were talking yesterday. What if something? What if you win next year, have a parade, and something happens again? Yeah, it's probably still way too raw in Kansas City to even talk about that. But they did. They had a ton of officers. They had the FBI and they had the ATF on hand. Like, yeah, how many more government? I'm, I'm sure uh, DHS had something down there too. You know, how does you know you? I don't know how. What else you want to do? You know, it was well protected event, and the response was unbelievable. You know, yeah. the response by the citizens. So can you stop something like that from happening? Do you do you create a perimeter and say, we're going to have a parade, but if you want to access these things, you got to go through metal, metal, and then what's the cost of But you of can't. That you can't do that. that? Yeah. I mean, it's, like you can do it in an arena, in a closed environment. Right. You can't do it among on open streets. That's right. not... So, so then what do you do? Do you just say, we're going to have a celebration inside Arrowhead? So that all those things maybe, are in place. Un- unfortunately, may- maybe maybe you have to do something like that. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, that might be something. It, they, I believe. I hope they they probably hope they have that problem next year. But I think a lot of cities may be looking at. Well, I don't know. Is it? But you hate to say, why can't we do a parade? Right. You know, because of one or three idiots, however many it was, total involved here. I mean, what was that um, one? The one parade it was a d- totally separate event where the guy drew, drove a car through it. I mean. Oh well, that was in Charlottesville, right? That, that was, was no, that wasn't Charlottesville. That was uh, I don't remember where that was. That was a to- Charlottesville was a totally separate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was like a Christmas Eve or like a Christmas parade or Thanksgiving Day. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was, you know, band like marching bands and stuff like that were like dodging a car. Like things can happen, but it doesn't mean that like they're constantly happening. But when they do happen, it's like man, it's rough. Like how did how and and, and then you look back on it, you're like how could we have prevented that? How could we have stopped that? And and the thing that was so scary about them yesterday, and I hate to go back to this, but this was my afternoon yesterday was was listening to this, is, uh, you know, that, that you had these stations that were set up to reunite parents and kids, you know, because when, when people are going haywire, they're scattering different directions. And, you know, I mean, it was, it, there was just so much, you know, going on that, you, you know, you don't think about 
unless you're listening to the local, you know, radio. Right. And it was just, you know, the national news is going to focus on. Yeah. Video, I mean, we still have know, the ball. And try. We still have the Boston Marathon, you know. We still have, you know, lots. Of well, I mean, bad that's different. Happen. I mean, that, that's definitely an act of terrorism, right? You know, I totally. mean, yeah. I mean, you're right, and they, but they've come back and held it. You're right. I mean, that's probably, you know, it's probably a good, um, you know, group to consult is is what they've done there. But I still think they would probably tell you the same thing there. There's nothing you can do if one person is willing to be crazy enough to risk their own life. Totally. Yes. I mean, that's, that's... Yeah, if you have that, if you have it with, with the thing at the Olympics uh, in 96, you still have those fan engagement events. You know, yeah. what you do is you learn from what happened. And because we can't... Like, the city of Kansas City can't change the laws of the country. Like, they can't. Yeah. Like, if they... So, they, so we, you can have that conversation. But with where we are right now, you, this is what you have to operate with. The Boston Marathon, all these where bad things have happened. You can say, well... You know th- what? What did we do wrong? What could we do better? And then how do we how do we prevent against a crazy person? Yeah, no, and, and there really is nothing. What's what's the movie John Malkovich and um, Clint Eastwood uh, where he's trying to assassinate the president? Oh, oh yeah, gosh. yeah, yeah, that was a good. Uh, one. Li- li- line of fire, maybe. I I, think that sounds the, maybe. about right. I think I, that's I think correct. But there's a line in it in where the they're talking about in the line, in the line of fire. In the yeah. line of fire, there's a there's a line in it where where the Secret Service guy basically says, "Look, if one person's willing to trade their lives for the president's, there's not much we can do." Yeah, I mean, they can have a yeah. great plan. And, they can and, have and a lot so, of preventative you, things, make it difficult, but yeah, you can't protect yourself totally from crazy. Seems to me. Um, let's see. We got a bunch of texts going back to the last hour. Uh, pick it up where the Ohio State uh, stuff started. Texas at least. Um, let's see. Does Chris Mack get a call from Ohio State? Oh, that was that was when we were talking about that. Ohio State can take a page from Cincinnati's playbook and take KP. Texture <laughs> says uh, Ohio State is going to get the return of the Mac. Mac to OSU. No, hmm. Texture says, uh, let's see. Mark, I heard a conversation yesterday saying that if we fire Kenny Payne, Junior Bridgman will pull all of his booster money from the university. Any I doubt it. That? I don't think that's true either. Texture says, did you say Value City Arena? Yeah, I guess that's what it's called. Yeah, it's called Value City Arena. Yep. Wow, that's a. That's a pretty cheap name, isn't it? It is. It is a Value cheap name. City. Na- I mean, it's great there's cheap furniture, but it's like if you're the Ohio State University, what was PickPack not available? Right. I mean, they're, what? Well, they're surrounded by like nationwide insurance and all. Oh these yeah. Other th- you know, well, they've, they've got all yeah all these headquarters there. Maybe pick maybe us uh, PickPack. Maybe Value City's headquarters is there. I, I I would imagine it probably is. And you know, I, what kind of you know if they write the check, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're putting the name on the bit on their on the yeah. arena. But yeah, uh, Value yeah. City arena is what it's called uh texture says josh her doesn't, doesn't uh, talk to anyone i honestly don't believe anyone knows truly who's on his list but him um i i, I think there's definitely something to that it says uh mark truly isn't perfect but he usually doesn't go one way or the other most generally a snapshot of what could happen or in the parameters of a story yeah so but no uh, but truly had a thing uh, earlier in december talking about how josh Hurd was going to fire kenny Payne after the kentucky game and the board stopped it that is utterly not true truly was yeah. wrong i talked to i traded messages with truly about it told him it was wrong he stick he stuck to his guns but i can tell you for like for sure that that did not happen because i know because people on the board talk on the board yeah <laughs> um texter says if we were to hire must that would be a good hire not a great hire he never finished better than six in defensive points per game we're really pick, we're nitpicking here and never made it past the elite eight well we got to the okay 
here's the thing, though. Nobody, there's not going to be anybody with a resume that has all these Final Fours in their past. You're betting on future Final Fours. Yeah. You're yeah. not betting on past Final Fours because there's a there's not that many running around, and the ones that have a lot of them don't excite you. So we're gonna, you know. Uh, you're going to have to go on what you think they're going to be because there just aren't that many. Oh, we got to get a big name. Who? Uh, right. Jay Wright. Okay. Okay. Billy Don. Uh, okay. Okay. After that. And then they like it. I don't know. Like, well, okay. That's not how you can run this. Well, Salzman, you know, you know a great example of that is John Salzman, who we love, right? Like, he, he yeah. is amazing. He's like, why don't we just write a historian big, big check for Dan Hurley? And I'm like, because he's got the number one team in the country and he just won a national championship. He's not leaving UConn. Like, I, like yeah. what do you want me to do? Like, should we call Dan Hurley? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but it might be a waste of time. You know, like, just logically speaking, we're looking for, like, you're right. The the future yeah. Final Fours, the next, and the great thing, Drew, is that there is a coaching vacuum in college basketball because uh, there's really only a couple guys out there right now. Because uh, mm-hmm. Wright, uh, K, Roy Williams, uh, yeah. all these guys have retired. Yeah. Uh, Texas, we are more likely to get injured or killed in a car wreck than to be shot randomly in a public event. Prosecute the hell of the offenders and continue to live. I, I agree with that general philosophy i i do i i actually uh, uh i would like to edit that just to briefly i think uh-huh. that there ought to be a black site where these people go especially what? when you shoot, shoot kids that isn't prison and they are tortured for the rest of their natural lives i it makes me sick whenever kids are are injured or, or shot like this and i i to put them in a regular prison is why i should never be on a jury or in the legal system at all because give me five minutes give me five minutes okay mark Bankenbaker, very dark this morning yeah i mean um, i'm tired of it i'm tired yeah. i'm tired of it you, nine kids get shot no give me five minutes uh texter says hang on hang on um I don't know. Again, I think we get sometimes um, caught up in uh, – they get to get to talk to text. So, um, all right. Anyway, we should probably jump back into the ref thing, right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, so what do you think – okay, other than just going to your greatest hits, and we know where you stand, and, and you may be, this may be in your holster on that, okay? <laughs> I need a fresh take. I need a fresh take on what with with uh, walls going to the NCAA mm-hmm. them saying way more than the ACC said which was a not much and b not totally accurate it turns out where what is the net of this does this change anything either in the ACC or in refereeing i i think it it's ultimately checkmate jeff walls in louisville you know when the NCAA comes in over top and says listen this is this is how it's supposed to be ruled you guys can say that there's contradictory ways to, uh, uh, you know, kind of officiate this play. There's actually not. You know, like they give you, a, they, they spelled out all of the ways the NCA did, uh, you know, and, and how that's supposed to be officiated. And so I think that it's a win. We're going to pay our fine. It, this whole process to me has been worth it. Uh, I don't know how U of L or, you know, Jeff Walls feels about it, but from a fan's perspective, it's a it's a total win and and you also got to love it in the locker room if you're going to go out there and take the court tonight you know in, in boston college you got to feel really refreshed that hey my coach my school the ncaa the, the, the league may not be backing us up but the ncaa did and so well, i don't even know if they had to back him up like he was right i mean that's the I thing know. it was like he he was he was um I mean, he was absolutely 
I think vindicated. Now, I don't think you can excuse the fine. You have to find a coach. Agreed. He says that. Agreed. Yeah, like you just, I agree. Like, it's like, but every coach that pays a fine and nothing happens from it, you know, at least Jeff Wall said, okay, I'm going to pay this fine. I deserve the fine. But you also have to be held more accountable, too. It's right. one of the first times. Uh, he's, I mean, the pressure is, after that NCAA thing, squarely on the ACC, their head of officials, and everybody else. Yeah, totally. And and I do think that the ACC really should reconsider how they operate in these cases because I think that it, it, it they got egg on their face by saying this matter's closed and we, we back our official. This was a clear uh, misallocation of how the rules are supposed to be put down. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with how the SEC, you know, to do it like the SEC or the NBA or, or whoever and just say, listen, we missed it. We messed it up. We've talked to our official. We're gonna we're gonna go through some training, and and to just admit error, you know, I don't I don't understand what the problem is with admitting error. And I think I think because they didn't admit error, I think that's why the NCA had to get involved, and why Walls felt like he had to go but, there. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if they got involved. He's asking them the same thing he was asking the ACC. Right. Give me a clarification. Tell me how I need to coach now, because if we're going to call this an intentional foul, I have to change the way I'm coaching. Correct. You know, and he's being slightly sarcastic, but he's also not. I mean, he's being sarcastic because he knows n- this is never called like this. But he wants to hear an explanation. And, and, and I think the ACC has got, you know, to me, what should be satisfactory from here is that the ACC says – uh, says something to the effect of, you know, we this was not properly managed by official dot, dot, dot. Right. We have addressed it, and moving forward, unless there is whatever the parameters are for another intentional foul, like the Baycott thing at the, mm-hmm. in the game the other night, um, then uh, these situations, because they even go into specifics with fouls to give, which was even, I mean, he, he must have gotten that back from the NCAA and cackled like Steve Rummage was at the Kentucky fans the other day. Yes, 100%. Right? Yes. Because, you know, you, you and I think what the hope is, is that you go into these meetings where you're like, listen, we need to have a conversation. And Deb Williamson is the uh, the director of officiating or, or for women's basketball, right? Like, So I, I assume he's calling Deb and he's like expecting for Deb to be like, uh, yeah, we screwed that up, Jeff. Sorry about that. And you, we have to find you, clearly. But we're going to talk to Carla and we're going to go through this so this doesn't happen to you again. If you could please, you know, try to hold, you know, do this privately so it's not so public and we don't have to fine you. But clear, but Jeff Walls is not some obscure coach. He's in Team USA. He's been to multiple yeah. Final Fours, you know, regional finals, national championship games. He's he's not some obscure coach calling out an official. And so when he calls up Deb Williamson from the ACC and he's like, you know, just tell me they got it wrong. And she's like, nope, they didn't. That's got to be crazy no, no, frustrating. Right. And, then, and they say, we consider the matter closed. Like, okay, this is why this, you can't operate like this anymore. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. So I think Damn. he does have, I think he was right to go to the NCAA or and have the NCAA kind of come and rule on this. And uh, it's embarrassing for the league. And and hopefully they, they, they come together and they say, we can't continue to just say this matter is closed and, and back our officials. When they screw up, I think that it goes a long way in terms of the public to say they're human, they screwed it up, they admitted it, let's move on. But when you double down on that, when we're having a conference call, I think it's I think it makes it worse. I do think now that this is it, it, that 
Jim Phillips does need to address this. I don't think he needed to really much to, other than rubber stamp it the other day. If he even need to do needed to do that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a one it's a women's game on the Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, you're like it's not like it wouldn't have been a major issue if Walls hadn't made it a major issue. And I'm glad he did. I have too. I'm glad I'm glad he did, and because otherwise this is. This is not talked about. It's not forgotten. And now you may – and i got to think the other coaches in the league have got to be jumping up for joy because they just got the NCAA to do something that their own conference wouldn't do. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I, I think it's a fascinating story um, that is not – it has so little to do with the actual call. I mean, it does because it decided the game in a ridiculous manner, but it also is – it's much. It's not about just that one call. It's about the whole concept of officials being able to hide and the leagues covering for them. Correct. That's what this is about. And and you know I think that the the officials have to be protected in a in a in a broad sense. But there is like you know when you have a critical call down late, you you should have to answer for it. And then also the league really shouldn't protect them as you just said like you know you really should be some level of explanation like the nba does like the nba doesn't want coaches out there outwardly you know you know drilling these coaches at press conferences and and what was the coach who brought out like the laptop and was showing different plays they don't want that but no but but they at least acknowledge that these guys are they they make errors so let's explain it to the fans Yeah, they're not infallible yeah you know yeah, and, and and that way we're not we're not there's not some conspiracy when you when you see something with your eyes that you know is wrong and then the league comes out and says no they got it right like yeah. that that's I can't I I can't accept uh, fake stuff you know like yeah. I just we're too smart for that so to, to kind of insult our intelligence is is really infuriating. Texter says, U of L should pay the ACC 40 grand, then tell them we're prepaying for the next time the referees screw us. <laughs> I like that. Here's an advance on the next one. Right. Uh, Text says, if Jim Phillips wants to fix the issue, cut uh, the fine in half, allow the school to give the money to the backpack meals program. Yeah, and we're still taking money for that, by the way. Uh, the at Lynn blessings. I think we ended up raising close to $8,000 yesterday. That's great. Um, which I think is what they had raised before. I'll try to get an update from Dr. Lynn this morning. But um, if you weren't with us yesterday, about 1,400 kids, because of their school you know, situations, routes, whatever, uh, been eliminated from the blessings in a backpack program, which is on Friday, kids that are in you know, a free lunch program get – uh, food that tides them over from Friday afternoon till Monday morning. It cost about ten bucks to, to for each one of those. And uh, Dr. Lynn said, "You know what? Uh, let's let's raise some money for this. I'll match up to twenty five thousand dollars. Basically, challenging the community to come up with twenty five thousand dollars." So we uh, had. Uh, our listeners step up yesterday, uh, and, um, and and because again, Doctor Waldman came in. He's like, "My God, I'm crying in the shower. Just give me the Venmo address, please." <laughs> yeah, because it was. I mean, Doctor Lim was very. It's very much near, you know, dear to him that that you know this is the only food some of these kids eat all weekend, and sometimes have to share with other siblings because of their you know financial circumstances, everything else, and um, so it's it's a great cause. There's there's no there's no downside, um, you know, to to the cause, and I know it with sometimes people are with charities they oh not every dollar look they're doing they're this is one that you don't have to worry about they're doing the right thing and there's always gonna be somebody taking advantage of of course there is in, in any system there is but that doesn't mean you don't stop the greater good um and even though i don't know how you'd be taking advantage of this one but um but so at lynn blessings l-y-n-n lynn blessings or you can go to the um uh the website 
uh, for Blessings in a Backpack. So, yeah, I'll see if we can get an update. That's awesome. About $8,000. And it was really cool to see so many people coming into the office yesterday and uh, seeing a brand new great facility that they, they have over there at Lynn Family Vision. That thing is yeah. great. Uh, but it was great. You know, and I like those remotes when, like, people come in and they're we're seeing Jeff Walls' brother. And Jeff Walls' like, brother. Yeah. I haven't heard him bring his brother up before. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Th- those are my favorite remotes that we do uh, is when people are being generous we have something behind it and at blessings in a backpack program man that's something i can really get behind for sure uh, a few things coming up here tonight we got women's basketball at boston college if there were that many people at the men's game the other night what is tonight gonna look oh, like at boston college dozens <laughs> dozens no dozen 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 yeah <laughs> Does uh, in outside of family? Uh, yeah. Um, so they got that. Uh, they've got that tonight. Uh, Friday uh, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Gosh, baseball starts tomorrow. Isn't that amazing? Baseball. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Versus baseball. Indi- Indiana State. That'll be uh, at, uh, at noon, and we got uh, we got plenty more going on. We'll tell you about uh, here uh, over the, over the weekend. So we'll continue along here. Uh, if you were thinking about selling your home, our, our friends over at Edlin and Edlin, uh, look, you're going to make money. You're going to make a lot more money because you're going to to save is the wrong word. You're going to get to keep more of your equity that you've paid for. You should keep it because they're going to charge you one percent instead of three percent as a selling agent, and but they're going to give you a full service offering. They're going to do everything that they would they would have done twenty years ago for the three percent they just know they don't have to do as much as they did 20 years ago so uh, it's edlin.com e-d-l-e-n.com and they're going to recommend you pay the buyer's agent two and a half percent so that's seventy five hundred dollars more to you at closing uh when uh, you um you know go through edlin my dad i can speak firsthand my dad bought his house from glenn edlin uh phil moffett there now is doing an unbelievable job he's he's been doing this like 20 years so whatever your needs are when it comes to selling your home and it's pretty basic you need somebody to be able to to take the right pictures, to do everything that a realtor does, they're just not going to charge you the 3% because they know the buyers are doing so much of the work on their own on the internet. And it's going to go up, obviously, on the MLS, on Zillow, all, all those places. It'll pick it up. Uh, but it's uh, Edelin.com, E-D-E-L-E-N.com, and tell me you're just talking about them right here. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. You know, we've had some good producers over the years that are good at various things. There's no one in Chase's territory with the bumper music. And I mean, so no one. Zero. Zero. There, there are zero people as good as Chase at the bumper music. He's excellent. He's excellent yeah. at picking out the uh, topical things. I, I can't wait to hear what we have at 930. It's going to be great. Because What's at 930? 
Well, no, I, I assume another uh, another song trolling you for sleeping in this. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> unless, unless there's what? something else, yeah, it'll, it'll be I'll come sleep up with, based. We'll, we'll come oh, up yeah. with something. We'll come up with well, something. Well, hey, Chase, I think Chase has this area handled. You know, all we're going to do is stick our – why don't you – I got it, boys. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, there's one area we don't need – he doesn't need any help with. It's that. That's great. Uh, it's uh, great. So yeah, it happened again. I and you. I think you probably sensed it, which is why you texted me. I'm guessing. Um, well, actually, and- I was trying to figure out where I was supposed to sit in the studio because you know if you're not going to be That's here, true. you kind of you kind of gave us the heads up that you weren't feeling that great last night. Yeah. So we were like, so it's like, do I want to sit in the in the mic one or do I sit in mic two? Because if I sit in mic two, it's hard for me to see Chase. And so yeah. you know, I want to sit in the right spot. So I texted you. And then, yeah. and then I got the response. It's like, oh, slept in. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, slept in is just such a – I mean, I need a sleep summit. I need a sleep summit because I did the things you would want one to do mm. who has not um, been sleeping well. And then I couldn't fall asleep. And then I'm up till – Two or three. Am I, see, you don't have any problem sleeping, but I think there, there's some no. there, there's some sleep god that says, you know what, I'm gonna mess with you so much, you're not be able to sleep all night, but you're gonna be the soundest asleep right up against when your alarm clock goes off. I, I mean, gonna, it's, it's yeah. the best sleep I have right before that, and I'm like, oh, you know, Alexa snooze or Siri snooze or you know, and and then then the problem is I go to a timer. It's just a bad system. You're right. I need the good old fashioned alarm clock across the room that you have to wake up to turn off because when you, the verbal uh, ones with your Echo and with your phone, it's too easy to not, to not have to get up. That's right. I mean, you could even put it in like the bathroom so it's not like super loud or something you actually in because you got to go to the bathroom anyway as soon as you wake up right you're gonna get in the shower all the things you worry about what i do when i wake up oh you're right i have (laughs) utterly no idea what you do maybe do some weird stuff yeah i don't know maybe maybe who knows i I would assume like you're most people Uh, across the room yeah (laughs) across the room would be the 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 move you're right because it's got to be close enough where you can hear it you don't want it to be low no no it's got to be loud enough but also like in the direction of where you should be headed you know like you should be headed like to the dresser or to the bathroom or something to get your day started so that way it's like you're not having to like crisscross the room. If if that alarm goes off, I assume you need to be getting out the door as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah, absolutely. We got plenty to promote here coming up. Uh, here uh, we got uh, this week women's game tonight, six thirty pregame, seven o'clock play by play. They're at Boston College. NBA. We got the uh, Rising Stars game on Friday night. Um, we've got the Louisville basketball at Pitt, uh, five o'clock with the pregame for that on uh, Saturday, and then uh, Bellarmine basketball versus EKU. That's a big one. Scotty really wants to you know pack as much as he can out there. That's going to be at Knights Hall, uh, not at Freedom Hall against EKU. So uh, that'll be a great time to go out there. Uh, and uh, and see them. So, all right. So we got all that going on. Uh, in the meantime, you know, I mean, when CL came back to town, I'm like, oh, well, I'll text CL all the time and get him on. And I see him. I don't text him. And finally, I was like, all right, well, this is just crazy. So CL, good morning. Finally, at long last, I finally line up a time. Good morning. Dude. We talked to you good more when you were in North Carolina than back here. All <laughs> <laughs> no, right, it's all good. We'll get yeah. it rolling. Um, I want to get into the um, the uh, you know obviously the Louisville basketball season, but I don't know what your take was on, on Jeff Walls going over the ACC's head and getting the NCAA to, to clarify a rule. I mean, it's an interest. I think it's a fascinating story that has very little to do with the actual call and more to do about procedures. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, what what was his what were his options? To you know, he could have just said, "I don't want to get fined," and taking back channels to try and, you know, complain. Obviously, they were going to send that 
video clip to the league and wait, you know. And how many times have we heard that happen during the course of, you know, even football season where where there's a bad call, something is submitted behind the scenes, we don't know what the process is, and then then the league just says, my bad, essentially. Right, you know, right, uh, right. Mo- most of the time. So uh, for him to put this out there, that really put pressure on, I, I feel like, everybody, you know, NCAA, ACC included. And um, it, it is kind of fascinating how quickly they moved to say, uh, you know, this was the wrong call, essentially. And in moving forward this season, in the future, this is how it needs to be done. But what, what's silly about all this is we know that's, that's how it's always been done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. the call was just so egregious. Um, you know, I, I, I was going to jokingly text Jeff that I got $5 on his fine, but I, I wasn't sure if it was too soon. So oh, no. <laughs> so I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I texted him yesterday because his brother, you know, showed up out there at uh, at our at our show, um, and um, I was telling him, you know, I said, we met your brother. He stopped by to donate some money for blessings in a backpack, and um, I said, sorry to interrupt your wood chopping. You can go back to doing that now. And he said, you, you should have donated to my – he should have donated to my fine relief fund instead. <laughs> so even his own brother, he was going to redirect his funds. But, he, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think it would be interesting if the ACC now has to – they said they considered the matter closed. Well, the NCA kind of – reopened it for him so did they say anything or do you how do you or is this all handled behind the scenes or what do you what do you think actually goes on now because i think the ncaa's clarification is fascinating well i I think what's her name carla fountain never uh, officiates another louisville game (laughs) the rest of the season for sure uh and and even could probably affect whatever they had planned for her in the in the acc tournament postseason stuff but um yeah i'm not sure i mean obviously the league probably doesn't like being shown up but you know in this case like if we're just being take everything out of it everybody saw the call everybody knew that was horrible so let's let's not pretend and let's not get caught up in red tape and protocol of what you know how things are supposed to happen i mean it was it was so egregious that something needed to be said and done and that's that was the end result so i i think I think even the league needs to be satisfied with, okay, yeah, <laughs> we probably yeah. should have said that actually, you know, and, yeah. and just kind of move on from there. Um, well, let's get uh, to, to the men's team. You and I were talking, I guess it was last game beforehand. Were you surprised at your col- that the reaction to your column about, hey, let's let all the precincts report essentially, I don't want to steal your words, um, uh, on this season before we make – uh, a move on on Kenny Payne and was it misinterpreted by fans at all? I'll give you I'll give you, give you the floor here. Well, uh, it's it's funny. I feel like everything is so polarized right now with Kenny Payne and Louisville basketball. So and and I'm also you know I haven't even been a columnist for a full year yet. So I'm still kind of mm-hmm. getting used to it myself in terms of reactions to to whatever kind of opinions I throw out there. So, yeah, I, I was definitely surprised um, that so many people, uh, I don't know, it, it, it felt a bit extreme to me to, uh, you know, to just say, I'm saying, just hold off to the end of the season, then you can make a full judgment. Like, like I thought Jeff Goodman's column on the worst hire was premature, you know, because <laughs> it was halfway through the second season. But he said on my podcast that it's because of the level of Louisville's program historically and where 
you know, where the program is now. That's why he had Kenny as the number one guy. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I said anything that was too crazy to say, wait, wait, wait to the season and get a full judgment because there are still games to be played and, you know, they could still win some more games. And, yeah. and who knows? Like, my, my whole point was, what what does progress look like? Like, so if they finished out strong in this stretch where they're playing the bottom half teams, which, you know, they are bottom half teams, but they're also in the ACC, so it, it counts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. they, they somehow got a pass. But um, I, I just wanted to say, you know, what if they look like they're making progress? That, that was essentially yeah. what I'm saying. What if, what if they look like they're making progress? Do you still – get rid of him does it change your perspective a lot of people as i found out their their minds are made up so yeah so it's not going to change like half of the fan base right now who who feels like he should go uh, which is fine like i'm not telling people how they should feel you know but i just think that uh you know a decision needs to be made on the totality not not jumping the gun yeah, and I think had they played like this, even in losses, like you say, we know what progress looks like, and it didn't look like this at the start of the year, exactly. particularly when you're dropping games no, to did. Wesleyan, and you know you got the UMBC one point game, and Arkansas, you know State. It's it, it didn't look like that. So I, I sort of wrestle with how do you um, you know balance out that like that happened, as did four and twenty eight. This looks better, but have we lowered the bar? Like that's what that's what I I, I wrestle with. Yeah, and and the 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 lowering the bar part. I, I mean, that does factor into it too. Uh, obviously, from my perspective, I'm looking at it. So he took over, and I feel like it was already kind of lowered. And then the four and twenty eight was <laughs> it was so bad that you know, I mean, I I don't know that you can kind of erase the stench of that. Even even with some incremental progress this year, but um, I don't know, man. It's it's and we saw Ohio State yesterday get rid of Chris Holtman. You know, obviously he's had some NCAA tournament appearances, he's had some success, and he's an experienced guy. And it, it wasn't enough there. And obviously Louisville's a much better program than historically than mm-hmm. Ohio State. So. You know, I mean, you can justify getting rid of them now. You could justify waiting till the end of the season. You can justify a lot of things with with how to handle this. But um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just I, I I feel like people are so transfixed by how fast you can do things in the portal. But there's also the flip side. Like if you look at the darling teams of the portal last year. Um, which were, were teams like Kansas State, I say teams of the portal, teams, teams and coaches that used the portal and had great seasons last year. Um, they're not necessarily having great seasons this year. Arkansas is one of them. Uh, Missouri, they're one of them. Kansas State isn't having as good of a season. They're having a, a good enough season, you know, um, probably be an NCAA tournament team. They, they might be right there on the bubble, but it, it wasn't certainly it's not as big a drop off as Missouri and Arkansas as examples. But, yeah. you know, um, 
I don't know, Drew, man. I, I just uh, – <laughs> I, I lost what the original question was now. Well, no, I mean, I just I think we're all in this no man's land of, like, trying to figure out, like, you know, when do you make this decision? How do you make it? Uh, how do you evaluate the injuries? How do you evaluate the schedule softening? How do you evaluate the, the first half of the year? I mean, it could, you know, but I think ultimately I mean, the, the lack of attendance may be the thing that you just can't, no matter what you want to do, you, you, yeah, you may have yeah. to do something. I, I so. feel, you're, you're definitely right about that, and the last thing you can afford is fan apathy, you know, in any program, but especially one that has always had, uh, at least since KFC Young Center, has always been up there in terms of basketball being a big revenue generator, um, you know, for the athletic department. So, uh, and, and I don't know if the, the, the kind of periphery of that in terms of downtown businesses, if that will play into it too, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. on one hand, L is separate. But on the other hand, like we live here, we all know it all kind of goes hand in hand, you know? So um, if that will kind of bump up the pressure, uh, who knows? But I, I do feel like that's one thing that I, I missed when I left here, like – Going to a game at the Yum Center, finishing writing, and being able just to walk out, still get to a bar, mm-hmm. socialize, have fun. You know what I mean? And right, yeah. It's, it's definitely not like that now. <laughs> so I, I yeah, go yeah. out and I see tumbleweeds going by, <laughs> you know, maybe a couple people out, but it, it's not the same buzz to any game. Yeah, I, and, and see, I don't think that our fans are apathetic. I think our fans are mad. I think they're very upset oh, because, yeah, yeah. you know, Kenny Payne inherited a 13-win team, and he won four, and he's won 80. He's won 12 in two years. And to me, I think a lot of the fans' minds are made up. And I think that possibly when they read your column, they were like, man, we know the schedule's softening. Let's not give him any leeway. Let's do what Texas A&M did with Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> you know, we know that there are wins coming on this schedule. Let's not get stuck with year three. And and that is that's a fair take. You know what I mean? Like I I don't I, I, the the phrase I don't want to tell fans how to fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I just offered a different perspective. And and like you said, I was kind of surprised that people were like I I do think that amount of anger kind of fed into it. Like yeah. some the people who have their mind made up don't want to see any air <laughs> given. No, like, correct. They don't no, see any path to a third year. And I can understand that. I do feel like, and I wrote this in, in my last column after they beat Georgia Tech, was if, if this core stays together, they're really just a player or two, I feel like, away from being a really good team. And then you also factor in the you're having to assume that all of these guys will make you know the year-to-year improvement going from you know, like sophomores, Trey White and Scott Clark to juniors. And you know what I mean? Tyler going from freshman to sophomore. Like you, you feel like they'll make that kind of improvement. And then if they get one or two guys in here, I, I, I think it'll be rolling next year, regardless of who's on the sideline, if they can keep these core guys together. Because they have some pieces, man. They, mm-hmm. they really yeah. have some pieces. And if, if they get the, the right combo, the, the right additions, they can take off. 
Uh, I, I get you out here on this. Uh, C.L. Brown with us here, uh, Courier Journal, as uh, we roll along here on this uh, Thursday morning. Uh, and I, by the way, just to go back to one point you made about the downtown business, I don't know, you know, that that's not necessarily their problem, but I, the Great Business First article pointed out that the Troll Pub used to do about $8,000 a game, and now they struggle to get to three um, in, in a game. Wow. So it's like, it's like yeah. that's that's an actual number, you know, on, on, on things here. Um but uh, as far as, as the players, I mean, did you have any sense of who would, uh, you know, how many would stick around, how many would leave if something were to happen? I guess we don't ever really know that. And guys say things and then may change their mind when they meet the new yeah. coach. But do you have any sense <laughs> yeah. of, of that at all? I don't because I've, I've given Caleb Love as an example last year when I was covering Carolina. Um, uh, it, it, this didn't come from him directly i kind of read between the lines during the interview and then i talked to his mother and everything was like you know if caleb returns to college he'll be at carolina and then <laughs> now we see him in Tucson. so uh you know that that kind of changes it it seems like overnight even even with what they may feel and believe but i will say that i, I do think these guys love kenny and love playing for him now that doesn't necessarily mean that they leave immediately if he leaves like you right, know right. Uh, if they got somebody who who was the right fit for their style who knows how many guys stay you know but um and i also think that they know they're not that far off you know what i mean if if they mm-hmm. get the right people so it's it's so hard to tell with with this generation and in with the atmosphere and landscape of college basketball today you know cuz the NIL opportunities factor into it too. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even want to speculate on, on how many people would come back or how sure. many people would be looking to leave. That's but, um, you know, they, I, I really think though, that they, they know they're on the heels, like they're, they're on the cusp of, of being a good team. Um, and maybe that would be enough to stick around. But again, maybe NIL, maybe, Money sure. making opportunities would would be the difference, and it wouldn't make a difference at all. And they'd leave. Yeah. All right, CL. We'll uh, we'll catch. I promise we'll catch up soon. I don't just say that. We'll actually do it. <laughs> of course, of course. Appreciate you having me, Drew. Uh, I appreciate it. C.L. Brown with us here tonight, throwing the Ville, ESPN 680, uh, 105.7, hanging out uh, with you. Um, we will continue. I want to get Jason Anderson from Kansas City on the other side and see. I don't know. I don't know where he. I know he was down at the parade with his son. Um, it wasn't Ooh. that far from where things happened. So I want him anxious to hear his perspective uh, on all this. Uh, as uh, as we roll along here uh, this morning with you, uh, don't forget about our friends uh, over at that DFH company. When it comes time to get any work done with your heating or cooling, that's who we call at the station. That's who I call here uh, at the house and that's who you can call uh, as well dfhcompany.com that's the website uh, to, uh, to turn to call Alex Hinkybine over there the Hinkybine family been doing this a little bit 1935 other than that you know Johnny come lately uh, so it's a DFH company and um, you know they, they'll say they'll, you know you don't realize how much you need a good uh, HVAC guy until your heat or AC goes out and then it's the most important thing in your world that's right and so right away uh, be, yes absolutely so uh, give them a call uh, 968-6222 again online dfhcompany.com alright hour number uh, three Jason Anderson will lead it off for us here uh, when we come back Thank you.